Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Happy Friday. This is Jacqueline. And today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about why Recovery can be going so well. You can feel like you're doing amazing, but at the back of your mind or, you know, your anxiety overall, you kind of think, am I going to fail? Am I going to fail? And then the pressure to keep on doing well during recovery gets to be too much. And then you ultimately self-sabotage and go back to binge and purging and kind of fall straight back into it, even though you've been doing really well. Basically, I'm going to be talking about the concept of why we fail sometimes ahead of time so that we don't have to deal with the failure and unknown and why that happens and how not to self-sabotage in that way, how not to just destroy your recovery for no reason and some of the reasons why we do this. So if you feel that way, if you're the person out there that's like, I keep, I'll have days, maybe even weeks where I do really well and I'm not binging and purging, but in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Ultimately, it does happen and you can't seem to get out of that week to two week cycle without binging and purging, this episode is for you. But at first, I'm going to give you a few quick updates. First of all, I have COVID <laughs> and I'm, I'm on the mend. I'm almost, you know, recovered. I lost my taste and smell. Uh, that has come back, but it was such a weird experience. Uh, it was very strange because you don't notice at first that your, your sense of smell and um, taste is gone. You just think, there aren't that many smells around. And then, uh, you know, we have an air freshener in our car that's very pine scented, very intensely pine scented, but we've been keeping it there. And I just thought, oh, it's getting less severe now. And no, it's just that my sense of smell was gone. So not fun. Um, and then I'm also struggling with some skin issues and health issues. Uh, I'm probably going to have to go to the doctor, get some tests done, but this year has been a year of, um, strange allergic reactions for me and I don't know what. So I've had to, you know, stop using all my makeup, all my skin products, all of that. And it's been a real interesting test for me to kind of like, Hey, this is my face and my face looks kind of fucked up. Um, and I had to go to the gym and, um, well not now because of COVID, but when I was going to the gym, my face was messed up people, you know, they could tell that like something's wrong. So it's been an odd experience for me. And then to top it all off, I made the very intelligent decision before the podcast to readjust the position of my mic and unscrew it from my where where it was and then switch it around and unplug it from my computer. And doing that, not only was that a hassle, but then my computer refuses to recognize my microphone now. So I'm recording on my phone, which a client told me recently that this actually sounds way better. So <laughs> that's where we're at recording these podcasts, but I'm not going to let technical difficulties get me down. I'm not going to let COVID get me down or skin ailments. I am going to deliver this freaking podcast because you are out there listening and I want to help you. Okay. So this podcast episode is about failing ahead of time um, and why we self-sabotage basically. So you know that feeling in recovery where you actually are doing quite well and you stop binge eating, purging and you're intuitively eating pretty well. Your things seem to going 
too well. And that's what bothers you the most. And you start to get uncomfortable with it. It starts to feel just a little bit weird. And there's that nagging, gnawing feeling in the back of your head of, when is it going to happen? When am I going to fail? When am I going to have a relapse? This can't be happening. This isn't real. I don't know. And you just feel overall uncomfortable. And then ultimately you binge and perch or you do something. You do something that brings you back into bulimia and you kind of just say, fuck it. And you can't take the unknown anymore. So you do that. That's what I'm talking about. So why exactly we do, do we do that? One thing is that success can be uncomfortable. So we think that, oh, once we have everything that we want, um, we'll, feel, we'll be fine. But that's actually not true. Circumstances don't change how you feel um, your thoughts do. And if you carry, like, let's say you have been living in poverty all your life, but then you suddenly come into a bunch of money, you win the lottery or something, you're a millionaire now, you're not going to all of a sudden feel secure. You're probably, you might just burn through all that money, even though that's like a great financial, if we were to get a million dollars, you could make a lot of use out of that and be very financially stable if you invest it correctly and save it correctly. But if you carry the mindset of I am poor, I'm in poverty, you will be really good at getting rid of that money. Or you can maybe keep that money, but you will live in fear of not having that money for the rest of your life. Kind of like my grandparents were, they grew up in the Great Depression. They grew up in extreme poverty. My grandmother was a migrant worker. She didn't even have a home. Sometimes she'd sleep on the grass. Like she, I don't think ever in her life when she was alive, didn't worry about money because she had experienced such extreme trauma from that. And, you know, I have a client uh, who I don't want to give away too many details, but she suffered with some extreme trauma, you know, rape and extreme, extremely violent assaults and uh, also, uh, poverty as well. And so even though she has gone gotten so much further than those things and has healed and recovered and is in a much safer place and more stable place, her mind still eats away at her that it could happen any day. You could you could be assaulted again. You could you you could be in danger. You could lose everything. So just because you experience the success that you're wanting, not only can that alone be uncomfortable, but then you're you're tolerating all the fears and baggage that you're bringing with you. And so just because you suddenly, it's basically like just because you put on an outfit that makes you feel better, doesn't mean you're actually prepared for the job, right? It's the same phenomenon. So. When you experience that success, you might be bringing a bunch of fears of, well, even though we're doing good now, well, our old self wasn't able to do good. This doesn't make any sense. You almost have an identity crisis, which can be really, really damaging to people. Um, On top of that, success is just uncomfortable because it's exciting in its own way. And we think that there would be good things, but I think the, the best example I can give you is when I was skiing or learning how to ski one time. I've only been skiing one time, but it was such a crazy experience. And basically I got to go on a mountain that was too high for me. I thought I was doing well. I had been killing it on the green slopes. And then suddenly we were in this very tall mountain and skiing is actually a lot of fun downhill skiing because it's basically like a roller coaster in the snow. Very, very enjoyable. But at the same time, you get the same feelings you have on a roller coaster. Your stomach kind of drops. You're going really fast. It's exhilarating because it's like you don't know when you're going to fall. You don't know if you're going to stay stable. And it's it's just it's just fun. But at the same time, that unknown of I might fall, I might slip, something could happen. This is and and just the stomach drop that you get from skiing, that kind of like 
feeling like ants in your stomach, that adrenaline, while it's very, very exciting and fun, also extremely uncomfortable. And what I kept doing when I was skiing was because the fear of falling, I kept falling a lot. And so at some point, even though I was doing better, I was able to stay balanced and and straightforward. I would fall on purpose. So I'd be like skiing down the mountain and I would be like, oh my God, what am I going to fall? And then I would just drop instead of like slipping, going off kilter. I would just drop because in that way I could control when I fell instead of falling on accident, maybe twisting something, I could just fall on purpose and be better, you know, and control it and not dangerous. And then I would know that I had just fallen instead of falling and not being able to deal with it. It's kind of like if you're watching a horror movie, it's a lot easier to watch it the second time around because you know what's going to happen. But if you don't know what's going to happen watching it the first time, it's much scarier. Your brain doesn't like the unknown. It doesn't like knowing, not knowing when things are going to happen. Preparing for a disaster is a lot easier when you know when it's going to happen, right? But it's not like that. Brain likes to have everything figured out because that way it can keep you safe or so it thinks. Same thing happens in recovery. Um, <laughs> when I have my skiing thing, um, which I didn't realize I was doing that till afterwards, but it makes total sense. And it's a very applicable example to life because sometimes it's easier just to binge and purge on purpose. So that way you know exactly what you're going to do. You know exactly what's going to happen. At the very least, you know that you've binge and purged now. So we can go back to not fearing by the when it's going to happen. We knew when it's going to happen. We know when it's going to happen every day. So let's just stay here instead of going to the unknown territory of having some success, success but then not knowing when we're going to lose it and ultimately we'll lose it. So what do you do? Whenever you experience success, it's actually uncomfortable and you actually feel fa- failure and you're more likely to self-sabotage. Great, Jacqueline. What do you do then? Well, there's a few things. The first and foremost thing that you're going to have to do if you want to recover, if you want to experience more growth and success than you have now, is you're going to have to learn how to tolerate success. And a lot of times what people do when they have success that, um, let's say they're not pinching and purging anymore, uh, instead of sitting with that and being grateful for that and experiencing what that feels like, they let their mind just run amok and go crazy with fears of what if this doesn't work out? What if, you know, this isn't actually you though. You know, it's not going to last. Um, I wonder when, when this is going to ultimately fail. We always fail in the past. All your insecurities get bubbled up to the surface. And I think that's maybe one of the most worst things about success is that it really forces you to move into a new identity and if you're not ready for the identity or you don't believe that you actually deserve that identity, it's going to be very uncomfortable because you literally feel like a fraud. And so whenever you're maybe experiencing success and recovery, that's the first thing that's going to come up is your mind being like, when is it going to last? You don't know if this is really you. Maybe this was a fluke. Maybe it was an accident. So instead of letting your mind do that, at least practice purposefully feeling the success and only the success, not the fear and insecurity. How do you do that? just how it sounds, you take a minute to intentionally think. So especially like when your mind is going blah, 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 you can try to pause, try to silence your mind for a second and think about how it actually feels to be in this moment of not struggling with your eating, not binging and purging 24-7. You can let all your insecurities come back up in five minutes, but just think for on purpose for five minutes about how well you're actually doing. And how you were the one that actually did that. You were the one that created it. And what are the benefits of it? What does success actually feel like in that moment? What does it literally feel like in your body to not binge and purge? Is it in your chest? Is it in your stomach? 
where do you like, do you feel happy, um, exhilarated, excited? What does that excitement or happiness feel like? Explore those emotions purposefully and intentionally try to feel those emotions before you let your mind try to ruin it with all the bullshit insecurities and fear. And this won't completely take that away, but it will help you enjoy and enjoy the reward of success. Enjoy the feeling of having success because just like on a roller coaster, it can be very uncomfortable, but there's also a reason people do it. It's because it's a lot of fun. And so the first thing to tolerate success is to purposefully feel that emotion, be intentional with it and try purposely to feel the good of it. Even though your mind wants to just start ringing the bell. But the reason that your mind is ringing the bell of insecurity is because it's trying to keep you safe. And it thinks the best way to keep you safe is to tell you all the ways that it could be dangerous and all the dangers that are out there and all your fears that could come true. That's the best way. But really what that does is it just makes you way more anxious and fearful and ultimately try to fall on purpose so that you can control when you fail instead of letting it organically happen or letting it not happen at all. The second thing you need to do is recognize those fears so your mind will keep on nagging you about it. Recognize what those fears are and why you're so scared of them. Are they actually true? Are they actually real? And if they are, try to go to the place of, okay, what will I do if that happens? Because your mind, when you're having tons of fears, will ask you all the time, what if, what if, what if? And it can be really helpful then if your mind's constantly questioning you that instead of letting it run rampant. You can just say, okay, well, if this happens, this is what we'll do. And if this happens, this is what we'll do here. Um, Because then you're giving yourself an answer. Then you can feel more prepared. And if it helps, even write it down. Like, okay, if this happens, we'll do X. If that happens, we'll do B. Um, Writing it down just makes you feel like you've actually done something about it. You've written a concrete plan. It feels much more, your mind feels like it can go at ease. There's a lot of science behind when you write things down, you feel like you have done something you've made a plan, it feels a lot more real than just thinking it in your head. But if you don't have time, just think in your head or you can write it in your phone, whatever. But basically recognizing and facing those fears in your mind in hypothetical land, even if it never happens, can be really helpful for quelling those fears. And then every time that comes up, instead of going into that worry mode, the anxious mode, try to actually say, no, we already know this. If this happens, this is what we'll do. Um, Fourthly or thirdly, not sure now, Take the pressure off of yourself for a little bit. So I think the biggest, one of the other things that people struggle with when they experience recovery is they think, I have to keep this, I have to maintain this. And if I maintain this, I will never be able to recover because this is our one chance, which is just bullshit. So it's really unrealistic for you to expect yourself, especially if you've been binging for years and years and years, to suddenly recover and then never have any other slip-ups again. Some people are like that, but that's not usually the case. Like I originally recovered and then fell right back into it after six months. So six or eight months, I don't know. But I definitely didn't have a full stable recovery, right? You have slip-ups, things will happen. You will have little moments, even if you never binge and purge again, where you think about it, or uh, maybe you overeat on food a little bit, or you get a little too handsy with the food, whatever you want to call it. Um, You don't have to be this perfect forever and take the pressure off of yourself to keep maintaining that forever. And trust yourself a little bit to make mistakes. I think the biggest thing about insecurities is that it comes down to trusting yourself to make mistakes and then pick up the pieces. 
And something that you got to think of, think about is why can you trust yourself to be able to mess up and move on with your life? Why can you trust yourself to actually have a binge and purge and then not let it be this thing that turns into weeks and weeks of devastating um, binging and purging cycles? It doesn't have to be that. It can just be a one-off thing. And the re- reason that it doesn't is because you make it such a big deal. Take the pressure off yourself right now if you are experiencing a lot of success or you're not and just let yourself be and trust yourself to make better decisions because the more pressure you put on yourself, the more you're going to want to keep running back into the arms of bulimia. Okay. And then fifthly, is that a word? Um, Fifth thing you should do is try to actually remind yourself that this is your new normal. This is what you're doing right now. A lot of times when I experience success, I try to say, that's so crazy or isn't that weird? That's strange that that happened. My my mind is trying to make sense of the new success that I'm experiencing by telling me that that's strange, that's a fluke, that isn't, that wasn't us. But the problem that, that that creates is that it dismisses your success. It dismisses that it could actually be created by you. When actually it was, it wasn't a mistake. A series of events that you created led to those things. So for you, instead of saying, it's so weird that this is happening, I can't believe I'm eating like this. Try to recognize how that's actually you that's creating that. And no, this is what you're doing right now. This is your reality. It doesn't matter if it's not going to last forever. Remind yourself that right here and now, you are experiencing success and this is your new normal. This is a part of you. Maybe it's not all of you, but it certainly is you. And it's a you that you're capable of being over and over and over again. And the more you say, no, this is normal. This is who I am. That is what you want to do. That will that will keep reminding yourself of your new identity. Don't let your brain try to tell you, this is an accident. This is so weird. This is strange. Say, no, this is perfectly normal. This is what we're doing. And this is fucking amazing. Get excited about it and get used to it because that is something that you can experience. If you're experiencing it now, doesn't matter if you've only done it for 24 hours. I don't care. You can do it again. And that's a really, really important thing to remind, remind yourself of. Okay. I think that I have summed up this enough. Hopefully this recording actually takes. I'm doing it on my um, cell phone because my mic and technical issues today. Um, If it doesn't, I'm going to cry. But uh, (laughs) even despite all the technical issues, we made it through. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. And as always, if you need more support in your bulimia recovery, I offer both private coaching and an online course. You can start your recovery with me today at www.bingebreakers.com. You do not have to struggle with this forever. Thank you for listening, my friend. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and please remember to never give up on yourself. Bye.